0: Right. I don't know what this this is called anymore. What Edi- was it called? Oh. edits Server. I've got oh.
1: rendang curry.
0: Cooked Ooh. by Claudia.
1: Yours the, the the Claudia Tan, the special chef.
0: Nice one.
1: Bit of sambal on the side, some bean sprouts.
0: Nice. And lean
1: beef as well, so no chewy chewy chewy.
0: Nice. Right, let's just get this sorted. Boom, boom, boom. Episode 13, Part 2. Bloody, bloody, blah. Bloody, bloody, blah. <gasps> Whoa! Whoa! That looks so cool. Oh yeah. Is that your second girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> she's made a um you can tell her it's my time. She's done a crochet like uh it looks so cool. Yeah. Like a I don't know what they call like a a bralet. Like a sort of a crop yeah, top.
1: A bracelet, you know? There we
0: go. Like a sports bra but she's made it crochet. Out, like to completely out, cause it looks so sick. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be too... Whoa. You can sell those, 3,000 peso each. Girls'
1: underwear cost as much as men's T-shirt and jumpers, and it's tiny. Okay. If you, want, if you want to make money, sell thongs.
0: Okay. We might have some interruption. Thank you. Um uh blah 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 blah. publish now
1: is it me or you this time it's me okay i posted the video on instagram
0: how is it (laughs) dude i i don't know what happened so i obviously haven't been checking my emails but um they sent me an email the server host Sent me an email six days ago saying, "Oh, we can't process a payment." And then, I mean, it's it's good that I use the server every week for TeamSpeak so that I remember to pay the bloody bill.
1: Didn't realize we had overheads.
0: Um, the server does lots of things, so we need to get the ad
1: revenue going. Need more viewers.
0: I mean, only the server only costs like. $3.59 359 a month so and i use it for other stuff anyway so
1: you heard it here people 350 a month going to be in debt we don't start getting views tell your friends this is where it's at
0: this um, is where it's at what episode uh 14 you got a drink i've got water yeah
1: oh jeez you're trying to sober up already
0: yeah, I just yeah, I had a lot more to drink than you at the pub, so
1: I'm on to the next already. Um, so, without further ado, get the get the get the, get the, get the, get the, get the music. Da da da
0: da 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 the show entirely devoted to furthering the human mind and the human species as a collective. My name's Woody. My name's Tim. And so we've been to the pub. We've just been to the pub.
1: Yeah, they've reopened, so... Fully lubed up and ready to go.
0: F- fully... Um, our throats are fully sanitised with yeah. 40% alcohol. Um...
1: 4.5% for me.
0: Yeah, not so much for you
1: driving. Fuck driving.
0: I don't know why you did that.
1: I mean, I want to get back to the spirits. I reckon when I move it's going to have to be a uh, start sampling the goods, figuring out if alcohol's this crack that
0: people keep talking about. It used to be when I was younger. The thing is is like I don't like I don't know. I love I'm glad, these fruity ciders. Like. I'm so glad I didn't get a beer today.
1: Yeah. Fuck beer. Fuck beer. Yeah. I if a, you're a, a beer drinker listening, I'm sorry. We just don't represent you right now. We yeah. might one day, but we're not on your level.
0: Not on the level. Um,
1: not that it's a higher or lower level. It's just a different one, and we can't get there. Exactly. You did used to drink beer a lot, though. No. You were not con- It was, is, conform- was just, conformism. Yeah,
0: exactly. I was just conforming to the oh, fucking yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Fuck off, don't want a beer Fuck that shit You're
1: going to have a girl's drink? Yes I am Do you know what? Give yeah.
0: me a WKD Blue right now Exactly I'll sip on that fruity cocktail all day long
1: I remember meeting this guy We were at the pub And he tried, uh, he tried to make a joke out of he. He went on a date with a girl And she ordered WKD Blue And he was claiming that he instantly knew He didn't want to be with her Fuck off I was like, mate, she's lucky. She's, she don't want to be on a date with you, mate. Exactly. I'll have a WKD blue right now. Yeah. Send it down my throat. Oh, yeah. yeah. How do they make it so blue? <laughs> These are the questions that we should answer. Shit, load of the
0: food colouring, mate.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so I actually, uh, I said I didn't have any topics, but I did have a little think on the way home. Um, and I thought if there was one thing that I wanted to impart on the world... Um, I don't read books. Uh, I did read books when I was younger. I guess all kids do. We get told to read books. But somewhat after Harry Potter, a few Twilights, and everything else after that, I drifted away and turned to either audiobooks or movies um, or just nothing at all. So one thing I did pick up in my lifetime was um, a writer called Terry Pratchett, who does an abundance of stories that are all based around like these strange... They're fiction stories and very artistic worlds, but there was a series called Diggers. And I was lucky enough to somehow somebody gave me an audiobook of Diggers. It was actually a, a cassette, a tape. Um, and, and what Diggers is, is it is a book or a trilogy about these gnomes. Little gnomes that are about the size of your thumb. Mm-hmm. Um and Book one starts and they live under a shopping centre under the floorboards and all of the gnomes, they love the shopping centre. This is their world. It's godly to them. Um, And... They all take the names of the shop that they live under. So there are some gnomes called Nesodemus the Haberdasheri or um, Dean the Grocer. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would trade the goods that they had that they could get from the shop that they lived above. Some of them lived in the electronics shop and they were good at electronics. And and they could do all of these amazing things. But one day, um, the shopping centre gets demolished. They hear that the owner, owner is called like this, I've forgotten his name, Brothers and Co or something like that, and he's this godly figure, um, and they basically sit there and they're like, well, what are we going to do? And one person says, nah, this would never be knocked down. Arnold Brothers would never take down the shopping centre. But one day they see the bulldozers coming. So what do they do? They run away and escape. They drive a truck. Um, and I'll kind of leave it there for the spoilers. But they try and find themselves a life outside. But one thing that's interesting is they have this device which has been passed through, through through the generations. And it is called The Thing. And it's a small box with a satellite on top of it. And the thing is a box that you can ask any question to, and it gives them an answer. And One of the best things about Terry Pratchett in his writing is the little quotes that he slips into either his characters or The Thing. So I wanted to just quickly read a couple of those out as I thought they're quite thought provoking and quite in line with what our podcast is about. Mm -hmm. So um, one thing that one of them asks The Thing is um, he couldn't understand space. Um, and the thing replies back, I think you do not appreciate what it is that space contains. And the gnome says, well, well, what's that then? What, what does it contain? Nothing. It contains nothing and everything. But there is very little of everything and more of nothing than you could ever imagine. And I think that you should all make it your job. If you can, it's a very short book. I'm sure the intelligent chaps and chapettes listening to the podcast can manage a 300-page book, and you will not regret it. Um, And there is one thing that I would like to end this on, which is that there is a frog called a... I think it's a bromeliad frog, okay? And this frog lives inside a flower, which is a bromeliad. And it spends its whole life inside the flower. And there is a tiny droplet, a a sort of pool of water that forms in the top of the flower. It's a Mm -hmm. rainforest flower. Mm -hmm. And the frog never jumps out of the bromeliad. And the world that the frog lives in is the flower. And I would like to challenge our listeners. What is your flower? What is the world that you were living in? And how could you step outside and be more open-minded? And with that quote, of being open-minded or that tangent the final quote I will leave you with is what one of the gnomes says he's a very funny chap Uh, I've forgotten the name of the exact character but you'll learn to love him if you read the story and he says the trouble with having an open mind of course is that people will insist on coming along and trying to put things in it Mm. there's my uh there's my spiel on Terry Pratchett it's a very good one it's a game changer that book and it's, a, it's it's a book for kids as well
0: to be honest i think a lot of um a lot of terry pratchett's books are they're all game changers yeah they're all comedic not only comedic but comedic in a way that's thought provoking exactly and makes you really think about actually there is the way he points the way he points out aspects of the world that he creates are very synonymous with the, the things that are in our world and the way he in the way in which he writes is is very much like taking the piss not taking the piss but you know yeah being sarcastic of the world that we live in it's a
1: satirical sort of yeah, thing. yeah 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 yeah
0: um he's very good at that mm. not that i've read any of his books but
1: um no It's beautiful. It's really beautiful stuff. And I think it's interesting to put it into kids' writing as well. Um, Even though it's not really kids, you could read it as an adult and and love it just as much. Um, But yeah, it's just, wow. Really got me thinking about that. And I don't know how it popped up. I was thinking about philosophical questions and I just, I had this note in my pad to talk about the bromeliad flowers and the frog. And I thought, well, I could share some quotes. So, um, I think you've uh, you've had a topic waiting in the wings that you're too scared to touch upon, but I want you to just throw it out there.
0: So, um, I have, and I've been. So, this is a something that me and my dad was discussing the other day, actually. And um, this is something that I didn't know before un- until I spoke to my dad. Um, so, I'll introduce the topic with the the foundations needed to understand the rest of what I'm going to say which is there is such a thing in the UK as the retail price index. Um, I haven't done so much of a deep dive into what the retail price index is, but from my understanding, it's essentially like what, what it contains, but essentially it's an index of what the necessities are for somebody to live in the UK. So yeah. it's basically a basket value. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that would include like sh- shelter, um, bills, food, like basically... It people, has strange
1: things like hair straighteners. It has a lot of weird things in it. It does have some weird things, it. yeah.
0: But essentially what it does is it provides a baseline value for what is required like what the I, i in quotation marks the necessities of living yeah and so um the reason why i was talking about this with my dad was his he was telling me that he hasn't had a pay rise in almost three years and um He's, he's told me that when he first joined the charity, so my dad is sort of the financial officer of this charity. And when he first took the budget, when he first joined and created a budget and took it to the directors of the charity, they made him go back to rewrite the budget to ensure that there was, ensure that the employees got a pay rise for the year and the way the directors wanted it to be calculated was based off the retail price index and what that means for the employee is the cost as the cost of living rises their wage should also rise in so that they are ne- not losing out their l- their way of life they're not losing out on you know they don't drop down into they don't drop a class they're always in line with the class that they were hired for yeah and that and the reason why the directors are my understanding the reason why directors would want to do that for employees would be so that they they feel value in what they do and that you know i'm 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 contributing something my value is known and I'm being paid for my value. And so what my I believe what my dad ended up doing was essentially increasing everybody's like as a as a pay rise like f- but 4% which was uh, just over what the retail price index increase was for of the previous year. So it got me thinking. It got me think I mean that doesn't often happen. I mean in um traditional like in what the companies that we work in you don't uh, you don't realize that the the link between retail price index and wages and there should be a, a greater link between how much it costs to live And the value that you're providing to a business. So I'm going to throw this idea out here. And you might agree with it. But if you criticize it, that'd be even better. Instead of paying people, instead of advertising a job as £30,000 a year or £17,000 a year, whatever it is, right? Why aren't we doing why aren't we advertising a job as like a hundred X RPI? So what that would mean is, is instead of getting a fixed amount in your bank every month, the, the, the retail price index is calculated by the, I think it's the office of national statistics um, every month. So every month, your amount in your bank, the amount that you get paid, would change. However, because it's a multiplier of the retail price index, I believe that that represents a better value for your work. Not a better value in terms of you're getting more money, but it directly represents the value that you have in the world. Closer than what an, an exact amount does. Go on. So, um, inflation, I think,
1: is not only the word itself, but the the principle and the concept of it is a tricky fella to pin down. Um, I think there are lots of words and concepts like that that are very tricky to measure. Um, I think another one would be trust, for example, uh, or honesty, I guess. There's loads of ones like this, um, words that that mean something and that there's a tremendous amount of effort put into measuring quantifying, just like you've said with the, the retail price index. Um, now I get what you're trying to say. There's a few things that spring to mind, which I, which I want to reply on. Um, I'll try and hopefully remember them all. One thing is, is I hope that in the charity company that we spoke, you spoke of first, that when they did the costing for the budget, they didn't just think, well, we need to match a pay increase with the retail price index every year. We also need to save some money to notice any staff members that have increased in either experience, of course. output, of contribution. Course. Yeah, um, We hope there's a bucket that goes to the side. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of companies, what they'll do is they'll have this uh, maybe a scheme, you know, similar to what you say, which, yeah, sure. You earn a bit more every year, but the retail price index, the difference of that is like, what is the inflation on a pair of hair straighteners and a few tampons every year? Um, I don't think it's a lot. And I don't think the measure that you'd actually see every year, you know, you could put it as a USP for your company. Oh, we will, we will match the retail inflation every year. Um, and you will benefit by getting an extra tenner in your pocket every year. Um, So and then there's also the fact that the the deflation occurs, like if if things became cheaper, which doesn't happen often, but things do go down as well. um, I wouldn't want to be getting paid less. I'd say, fuck you. Right. Um, So uh, I guess there's one thing. Um, Now, the second thing is, is that inflation isn't only felt by um by workers it's it's felt by a company um by the acquisition of of resources yeah um by the acquisition of you know pens to to fund the office and 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 food for lunch if they have snacks like everything is we live in a world where where it's all interlinked this inflation you can't very much sidestep it now um I think it's an interesting concept, the idea that it's not entirely correct to just pay someone X amount. And and only the other day I was thinking about the fact that there are some people I know that have worked for years and years and years, and they still get paid the same as when they first met the company that they started at, which is a, which is a crazy thing to think about, especially with the fact of inflation, interest rates changing all the time. And not only that, the experience, um, But I think that there should – I I would rather see a focus on companies stepping forward to acknowledge experience and contribution and rewarding employees for that, to motivate employees, to create companies that don't just tick boxes in terms of employees doing the day-to-day five till seven or – sorry, nine to five – and just getting their job done and going home. Um, and and I'd like to see them scaling up their efforts to provide those incentives. And I'd like to see how the world changed and the different things that might change because of that. If people actually went to work, applied themselves, instead of going home um, and thinking, oh, thank fuck it's over, signing out and that's it, um, or even signing in and not even really being present. Um, there's a lot of that, um, whether it be due to... Boring work, not liking the people you work with, or lack of incentivization. So yeah, I mean, cool. We could change society in that way. It'd be interesting to see how it worked. Um, maybe it could be um, a regulation that employers had to do to to fix their pay. I'd still like to be fa- I'd like to be paid in fear. I wouldn't like to have this a hundred times no so rpi because it would just it would just I'd be like well fucking tell me what that is
0: right so you'd still be paid in cash like you'd still be paid in the the national currency that you're working in it's just that the amount of money that you receive is based on the multiplier that you've earned and the way I was thinking about this was when it comes to a promotion so let's say you you start a job and your multiplier is 20 times rpi right so you're already 20 times l- like it's for me it's a let's just pretend that rpi is you have you're living in a a flat you're you're on your own you're living in a flat you can afford internet you can afford water you can afford gas for heating you can afford food and you don't have much luxury, right? That's that's baseline RPI, 1x, 1 times RPI. So now I say, right, I'm going to offer you a job that's 20x RPI, Retail Price Index. So now you're, you're bet- you know that when you're applying for that job that you are 20 times better off than other people that are on one X RPI. And when it comes to a promotion, instead of it being, oh, here's extra 5k, here's an extra 10k. You don't really know what that means in terms of value amongst everyone else. Whereas if it's, oh, here's an extra 10 times, here's an extra 10 buckets, an extra 10 baskets of RPI for you. You go, okay, so I've got 20 RPI. And I'm already doing pretty sick. Imagine what I could do with 10X. Like, another 10X. I just feel like But I think I think you're blurring the lines between what that
1: RPI really is. I'd I'd be curious to I mean, maybe we come back next time with some uh, with some numbers on this, but I don't think that the basket, the price of that basket is changing drastically. Um, I think it does. And if, if it is, yeah, but even so. Okay so the basket changes by 5 quid every year. I get 20 baskets. So it's that e- means at the end of the year I'm getting an extra 100 quid. Like cry me a river like that's not going to change my life.
0: Right, but but that's, that's only that, if you that, don't get a promotion. Face. That's if you don't get a promotion. Yeah. Now if you get a promotion that's an additional 10 times. Yeah. Whatever the RPI is... Then I've is, got an extra grand. Then, no, it's, you've got an extra 10 times the basket value. That could be 100 grand in some years. It could be the basket 20 value, 20 quid. Not, the, not, the de-
1: not the deviation from the last? Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, you need a hell of a lot of baskets.
0: It doesn't matter how many baskets it is.
1: <laughs> it doesn't, it's, yeah, it's true. It's, it's a multiplier.
0: To... Yeah. That's all I'm saying. The
1: RPI, I, I, the retail I, I pri- think the multiplier idea... Is interesting. I think forget the RPI. So the reason why... I think why you'd be more onto something without the RPI.
0: So, well, what are you multiplying against? That's what I mean. The retail price index is a good baseline I just to do start salary,
1: salary multipliers, like...
0: Of what? What's your baseline?
1: Of salaries.
0: Of what? What's the... Ba- That's what I mean. What is the baseline?
1: So, like... Are you basing
0: what? off minimum wage? Like, is it minimum no, wage? Like one point two x minimum uh, wage?
1: You could you could choose the minimum wage, yeah, or you could just and
0: and what is the minimum wage based off? That is true. Consumer price index or retail price index.
1: So maybe it is. Maybe it's already doing that.
0: No, it, minimum wages. What I'm saying is, is it shouldn't just be minimum wage that is based off consumer price index. Or retail. The minimum price index. wage definitely isn't enough. Anyway. It is. Every year it changes based on the RPI. Yeah, but it's not enough. It's think. not enough, but it's one basket. That's what I mean. It's one basket value. Hmm. So imagine if you had 10.
1: <laughs> I see entirely why you didn't want to dive into this one on a drunk cast. <laughs> <laughs> In the car home, I was like, uh, no, no, you've said you've got a topic. You've got a topic. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I, I really want to do this one justice. And I, I'm just like, uh, uh, multiplying the
0: RBI, Multiplying the RPI.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. So Fucking let me reach- change the world. Why don't you like we'll move to that navigation of, 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 Allocating and rewarding effort, and it still won't be perfect. There'll be problems.
0: So let I, I've got. Uh, I think this is. I think the the United States call it the Consumer Price Index. Yeah. Let me just let me just read it out. The Consumer Price Index (CPI) is a measure that. One sec. That examines the weighted average of prices of a basket for consumer goods and services, such as. Transportation, food, and medical care. It is calculated by taking price changes of each item in the predetermined basket of goods and averaging them. Changes in the CPI are used to assess price changes associated with the cost of living. The (laughs) CPI is one of the most frequently used statistics for identifying periods of inflation or deflation. So,
1: it's a hell of a lot of power that isn't it A shopping like so if I'm the guy Who's the guy who decides what goes in the shopping Basket because this year I might say uh, One pack of tic tacs Is essential and the next year If <clears> someone <throat> tells me we need the cpi To go up I might say you know what Everyone needs a diamond ring Like it's a, it's a bit
0: <sighs> no, no I agree I agree that, that It's I
1: basically trying to basket the idea of we can do whatever the fuck we want with the economy To suit an agenda to butter the bread and massively spread
0: over the fact that I know nothing about this. Maybe. Let me just read what the basket of goods <coughs> deconstructed is. Information, let's go. A basket of goods in the economic sense contains everyday products such as food, clothing, furniture and a range of services. As the products in the basket increases or decreases in price, the overall value of the basket changes. Annually, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, this is, US, this is the US version, collects data on the cost of the items in the basket and compares the price of the basket of the previous year. The resulting ratio is the Consumer Price Index, or CPI. The basket of goods Ah. includes basic food and beverages, such as milk, cereal, and coffee. It also includes housing costs, bedroom furniture, apparel, so clothes, transportation expenses, medical care costs, recreational expenses, toys, and the cost of administration to museums also qualify, admissions to museums. So it's basically like... I like obviously, there, there's a lot of questions about who is setting these standards of the basket. I agree. But let's just make an assumption that the guys that are doing this are statisticians and not great. not the Illuminati. Great guys. Right. They're just great guys. Let's just yeah. assume
1: that. and They somehow possess the skill to choose, say, if they need a hairdryer every year... They can choose the exact hairdryer that represents what everyone needs as a hairdryer. Right. And if they choose an expensive hairdryer one year or a cheap hairdryer the next, it doesn't matter because they possess the skill because they are a statistician and they are brilliant. That's, that's,
0: well, it's an average of the basket value. So I'm, assu- I'm assuming they you know, take the maximum value, take the minimum value, do an average. No, they take the nice.
1: maximum of what the assets are, but they can change those individual assets. I can choose an expensive hairdryer one year and a cheap one the next.
0: Right, but and I right. can say the
1: hairdryers are now cheaper.
0: No, you're just assuming the way they're calculating it. You don't know if they, you don't. You, what they might do in a in a particular month, they might go right. Give the most expensive basket. Give me the cheapest basket. Let's take the average value. That's just, that's the RPI. Let's Mm. take the most expensive hairdryer. Let's take the cheapest hairdryer and let's average that hairdryer value. Well,
1: I hope they're doing that.
0: Let's let's hope they're doing that. Great guys. They're mathematicians, so I hope that they are doing that. Mm -hmm. And so basically from what that reads, the way I'm taking it. So let me just continue this sentence. Education and communication expenses are included in the basket contents. And the government also includes other random items such as tobacco, haircuts, and funerals. So I this isn't a complete list. This is on inv- Investopedia.com, right? But I'm sure somewhere on the United States and the UK government websites or statistic national statistics websites, there will be a full list of qualifying items. And I, from what I read from those snippets, it looks like... They are what the modern human would call essential products or essential products and services for living.
1: I just, I love it. Right. Buy a hairdryer, go to a museum, pay for your funeral and fuck off.
0: Why? I don't know why you're criticizing it so much. I haven't given you the full basket. No, 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 no. I just love how humans
1: have tried to run the world. It's just hilarious. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Go. Ahead. I mean, but, how else would you do it? I know it'd be impossible. It's it's really hard to do. They're doing a great job. It's just funny. Fucking like museums. Love it. Right.
0: So so now let let's let's make the assumption that they're doing a good job at this calculating the RPI. Cracking job. They're doing a cracking job at it. Keep going. Keep smashing it. Yeah, and what one multiplier? So one x RPI, i.e., no change from RPI. If you could represent that into pounds or US dollars, whatever it is, that is you are living decently. Like you're lit. you surviving. That's twenty
1: five k a year.
0: That's twenty five k a year at GBP. the current at the current GBP. time. Yeah. At the current time, like Paying right your now, your rent,
1: getting your food. Yeah. Saving a hundred quid every month, mm. blowing it on a night out if you want to.
0: Exactly, right? Great. Yeah. So now, let's change everybody's wages. Whatever you're earning right now, whatever I'm going to be earning in on the nineteenth, let's now divide that by that number.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what are we on? So let's just say that we're on three x. Mm-hmm. Right? We're on. We're three times better off than somebody in a administration role.
1: Love it. 3X is great.
0: 3X is great. Now next year, you've done really well this year on in your um key performance indicators for your job. And the company goes, we want to add another two multiplier to you. Oh. Doesn't that sound good?
1: Fuck yeah sign me up.
0: Right. And what I that... just
1: went I just went to 125k.
0: Right. Right. Well, 5 times 25, yeah, 125K. That represents more value. You may be getting more right now because the RPI is equal to, like 1X is equal to 25K. Hmm. But the whole point of the RPI is that it tracks the cost of living. And what is happening at the moment is the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer because nobody understands... The Retail yeah. Price Index.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just you get paid the same and you're, you're slowly sucking. Your money is becoming worth less, let worth alone less the, over the time. items becoming more less purchasable. So
0: yeah. by tracking your wages against RPI would mm. mean that you, if you didn't get a promotion, if you didn't get an extra multiplier every year, at least you would be consistently living in the same lifestyle every single year. Because your wages would be tracked against the RPI. Yeah. So you would never move class if you didn't get a promotion.
1: Do you know what? I'm I'm more convinced now. It's the same with most ideas. You start off and I'm like, well, 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 well. But as you keep going, slowly and slowly you convert me. You should become a priest. I think I'd be religious.
0: Well, I was an advocate in, in five years ago.
1: What's that? An advocate. What, like one of the little priest my, boys? My
0: personality type.
1: Oh, I thought you I thought that was the name of one of the little priest boys. I was like, you were a little priest boy? Wow.
0: Anyway, so that was my thing and that was my topic and I think I I, I can, I I can don't, go
1: from there. It's fine.
0: I don't know who I would love to be able to find somebody in the world to talk about this on all of the levels that need to be talked about in terms An of econ-
1: e-conomist. E- e- economist, <laughs> a common economist, economist, sociologists, wow, psychologists.
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm already starting to need an a piss.
1: Just by just I've told you already, the garden's right there. Um, it's fine. We can have breaks though, because I've I've got things I might need to do. Um, but I I did have some a segue from this, which I think is a very important question. Do you remember RRP? Recommended retail price. And the reason I say do you remember it is. I swear I never fucking see it, but I really used to when I was growing up. Yeah, is it still a thing? <laughs> no, I think so, it... for people you don't know, recommended retail price. If it if the name isn't clear, was you'd look at like say if you were buying a remote control car, the price would say twenty three quid. Yeah, so twenty three pounds, and it would say in the bottom right hand corner of the label, recommended retail price thirty nine, and you'd look at it and you'd be like, this is worth forty quid but it's on sale for 23 quid. This (laughs) is brilliant. I'm getting two remote control cars, but you're not. And and I feel like I haven't, instead of that, I see how much milliliters you're getting per pound or something like that, which I do find super interesting. And that the best Mm -hmm. part of my shopping is looking for... Finding the best price. Like the shampoo or toothpaste that gives me the most milliliters Per, per hundred pounds. per fucking yeah. pound. Uh, how pathetic is that? Uh, and it's probably just watered down anyway when you're choosing that one. But I swear recommended retail prices dropped off. We need to we need to ring them up and say, yo, we used to care about that bad boy.
0: Um
1: I don't know. I, I, has
0: it has it stopped like every day? I seen don't it? think so. I I think um That's so, some googling here. I really. I'm just gonna go for a piss in the garden. One sec. That's
1: fine. I'm uh, the chat. They've got me. Don't worry. Has recommended. God I can't even type. I'm so fucked. Retail price. Stopped. Recommended retail price. What is this? It is common to see ads promising savings compared to the recommended retail price. But marketers should, marketers should be aware that while it's acceptable for them to quote the recommended retail price, if they are genuine, such price comparisons are likely to mislead if the RP differs significantly from the price at which the product is generally sold. I mean, ugh, God, I don't know about you, but I can talk for days after a few drinks. But I just read a paragraph. And i got no idea what I just said. And the best bit is, is you're probably sitting there not fucked out of your face, which means you did hear what I said. So I hope that was educational for you. Um, But recommended retail price is essentially a thing. Um, And if you don't have it in your country, great, because no one knows what it means. I don't know what it means. And I think Willie's just completed his first piss in the garden, which, to be frank, ah, look at it. You didn't go in the pond, did
0: you? Nah, I, I thought I'd first lie some roses. Yeah, I mean,
1: whilst the splash would be satisfying, that frog spawn. You know, no, it's, it, all, it, it's all tadpoles it's, now. It's, oh, is it? Maybe they'd have loved it. Um, so, I, I, I've kind of gone off recommended retail price. I feel like, I mean, if people haven't dropped off in the first 40 minutes of us talking about consumer fucking indexes and all this shit, uh, we need to give them something good, so... Um, I'd like to ask you the following question of how would
0: you like to die? Uh, see, I would like to, I would love to be able to say like skydiving, like die while skydiving, like just hit the floor.
1: Because
0: mm. at least you've had I've had fun on the way down. Or like thrilling, like you know, full of adrenaline. But I don't, I really don't think I'm that sort of person. I really don't think I'm Um, an- another
1: question just before you answer. I would which, like which, to be... Yeah, go on. Just before, because I've always wondered this, yeah, yeah. is I've always wondered if you could jump out of an aeroplane and your parachute not work, and if you could just kind of figure it out, if you could, like... You know where you can, like, spread your arms and, like, deviate the air? I don't know how fast the f- the human body falls, but I reckon you could... I reckon as long as you don't shit yourself, I reckon you could do it. I reckon it's like, oh, aim for that tree, like kind of like steer yourself towards something soft, maybe come in at an angle and just start running and break your legs. Like I think there's a way. I don't want to try it. Um, So maybe someone at home, just, just let us know, because I really wonder, do you think, I mean, I did use to add this book about um, strange things that have happened, and there were people who have skydived and, like, survived landing in trees and all this weird shit. But I wonder if there's going to come a time where people do that as a sport, where they just – because they've got those wingsuits, but I want to see it without the wingsuit. I want to see if someone can just fucking jump out of a plane and James Bond it down to the floor,
0: curb out of the bottom, and just start running. So – I'm about 60 kilograms and the cross-section area of a skydiver falling flat on their belly like, try, like spreading there as much as possible will have an area coverage a cross-section area of two meters which will provide a terminal a maximum velocity which is called terminal velocity of 40 meters per second
1: that's fast.
0: 145,000 kilometres per hour. Right,
1: so one, two, and in that time, 40 seconds, three, four, another. Oh, God, yeah, you're yeah. falling. You're dead. You're proper fooling. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I, I might I might rescind that as an activity I'd like to partake in. Uh, how would you like to die? <laughs>
0: As I say, I I would love to think that I'm the sort of person that would like to die, that could choose a death that's like a high-adrenaline-output death, like skydiving or something like that. But I think the a way that I would like to die, the best way that I would like to die would be if... I well, I hope that I have kids, and it's it's a bit selfish, I guess, to say this, but I'd hope yeah, yeah, yeah. to have my kids around, like you know, yeah, around me, like just I and just, mean. just, I just in mean. just in a bed and just die, like just close my eyes and gone.
1: So it's funny because when I was growing up, I remember having this discussion with my granddad, and him sort of saying about I like because Everyone dreams about just like passing away in their sleep, like a peaceful thing. I, I, I kind of feel like going to sleep would just be like, it's like I, I didn't fucking close the book, I just, you know, just just slipped out of it, like the book just slipped away from me. Um, hmm. but then I always used to say, well, I'd want it to be action packed, you know, I'd want to like, you know, be in the army or like something at least where I'm like a dream fueled, yeah, like yeah. skydiving, like you said, at least die with purpose. Um, but then now i think about it and and this i haven't really thought about this for years but now i have kids and i have a family it's exactly what you said but then there is a selfish side to it just like well i I don't want my my kids to to go through that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but then on the other side i don't want them to not have that experience i I still die if i die in a car crash i'm dead if i die in a bed and they can hold my hand maybe that's better for them um
0: yeah it's a difficult one uh, um I guess... I hope
1: we're not releasing this episode on a Friday. Geez. No, either. Art, CGI, and whatever you said before, and death.
0: So, I I guess the the question... Not the question, but my question to you is, is like... (sighs) You've experienced a death of your parents' parents twice now. Hmm. And did... Like how would, uh Sure, um, sure. What so how what how, how
1: did that happen? So No, um, how did that
0: happen? But how did your parent? um I, I can't remember if it was your well, they were both quite different actually in an interesting way. Okay. So
1: um so my grandma
0: Which side of the family, just so people know.
1: Uh so on my mum's side. They're the grandparents I'm still in touch with because of the divorced parents and stuff. Yeah. So on my mum's side, uh, my grandma and granddad, and they were very, very important figures (laughs) in our life. I know everyone's grandma and granddad is, but because she was a single mum, they spent a lot of time with us as a family, and they were great. They were freaking awesome. Just like, you know, everyone has the best grandparents. Well, I had the best one. So when you say it, you didn't. I did. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, so my, my grandma was always ill. She was always a fighter. She had all these different things. But she'd always accept the surgery and want to live on for the sake of like she was quite a, like you know like how the queen runs the family. She was yeah. kind of like that. She had her fingers in all the pies. Brilliant woman. Um But then the fun well, not the funniest thing, but the interesting thing was is that she would she had this thing called narcolepsy, which means she'd fall asleep all the time. Um, and she'd had that her whole life, which was quite a struggle for everyone around her, obviously, to have like a mum that just falls asleep, like she could be cooking and all of a sudden, bang, she's on the floor asleep. Um, but she went through that her whole life. And then one evening she was going through to the toilet. And this is after going through cancer and all these uh, other things that she had wrong with her and still survived somehow. The narcolepsy was the thing that got her because she fell asleep whilst going to the bathroom, hit her head on a radiator And she went back to bed after that. But then in the morning, she woke up and felt a bit funny. Um, She thought she was fine, went to hospital, and she had a hemorrhage in her brain. Mm. And then slowly, within sort of 12 hours or so, all of the family members from the UK tried to drive to go and see her. Um, And they got to say, like, goodbye to her almost. She was kind of like sleeping, fading away, but they were with her when she died. Um, And my brother went to go and see her in the sense that, She was dead But he could go into the room And say goodbye to her In the hospital But I never did that Because I was at Winchester University Quite far away Um, So it was all a bit bit crazy Um, But they did get to say goodbye On the other side to that My granddad He was in a home um, Because he'd got to the point Where grandma had already gone And we always said If one of them was to go first It would be better If if grandad did Simply because Granddad was a romantic. The second grandma was gone, he basically just wanted to die as well. He was like, Yeah. He was he wasn't self-sustainable, whereas my grandma was like the queen. Like she she had other things. Like she loved my granddad, but she would live for the sake of her family 100 yeah. yeah. percent Whereas he was just fading. Um, but he ended up going into a home, um, which was nice because he was near us, but he was basically he'd like pretty much say like I'm just kind of waiting like he'd love to see you but it's like yeah TikTok like it's time to go now yeah. Um and one day he did go but it was actually at the start of COVID so no one could actually see him so uh-huh. no one could like go and and it, we just found out he died and they hadn't the worst part is, is that my mum normally saw him like once every week or twice every week or even three times every week Um and she'd take me echo and all these things but It couldn't happen because of coronavirus. He weren't allowed into the care homes. Um, So another interesting question to that is, did COVID kill him? No one will ever really know. Um, Not that it really matters. If anything, that would have been a blessing. Um, But that is interesting. And I think that it's an interesting thing about the stats of how COVID deaths are recorded and all that stuff. So I guess the thing that I wanted
0: to explore was, is how... How to say goodbye? No, yeah, or, I guess how to say goodbye, but do you think your mum was... Uh, it's. I mean, it's
1: very do strange. Do you think it was It was better to say goodbye or not? It's impossible to answer because in that situation, they're such different figures and yeah. it's a different relationship. Um, I think she definitely needs to say goodbye to her mum. Um, I think with granddad, she kind of knew it was goodbye already. He knew it was goodbye already. Mm. Um and I think that's kind of it. At the end of the day, is that you know you can die anyway. Um, I think the act of dying and how it happened, as long as it's not like a twenty-year-old son dying in a car crash because he's driving too fast or something, something like that. You no, know, if if it's your time, if you're over seventy years old and it's time
0: to pop off, then uh, I think it's um it's it's very strange um, when. You know, our parents. uh, I think your parents. I think your mum's in her fifties now. Oh, forgive me. Yeah, sorry. What? uh, She's in her fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty years young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my dad's fifty nine. Yeah. My mum's fifty four. I think. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very, very strange when. The people of that age are sort of talking about, um, you know. I, I try and I try and talk to my uh, my dad about what it was like to for him to experience the death of his mum and and his dad, and it seems like they, yeah, very much the way you just described your mum was with with your dad. It was very much like they—they they were already prepared for it.
1: So I think that's the thing with anyone who dies um, in an expected way. So you know, if you catch cancer at the age of forty or fifty, this isn't you. Um, but it is a kind of like coming to the end. I think one of the beautiful things about life is the the story is very much writing as it goes. Um, and if there's 30 chapters in the book from chapter 25, you know you're near the end. Um, and everyone around you knows you're near the end.
0: But does that uh, mean, does, does that...
1: Which gives you time it, and it does help. It does help mm. because, you know, for example, my granddad, one of the most incredible men, like I said, I know everyone's granddad's great, but one of the most incredible men, um, man, men... Not sure which one, men. Um, he had all these stories, but in the final days, uh, the final months, you were you were, he had a stroke about two years back, and you were only really with the final
0: twenty uh, percent of who he yeah. was.
1: I mean, my mum had this thing. I remember that Miyako went to go and see uh, uh, Granddad, and there was one chance where. Um, she had a biscuit and he he stole her biscuit, yeah? <laughs> now, it's a funny thing because my granddad would almost do that to fuck with you. Like, yeah, it, yeah. He'd, he'd kind of do that sort of thing. Like, he'd do weird things like you'd find a tennis ball in the fruit bowl and uh, only until you found that would you realise there's a tennis ball in the fruit bowl. That's yeah, strange. Yeah. Um, but then because of your perception of his degenerative health and mental yeah. state... You didn't know if it's almost like a child stealing another child's biscuit. And my mum almost told him off and was like, that's not okay. Because Miyako was upset by it. Um, But then obviously Miyako still... uh, One of the good things is that Miyako got to meet him. She still, I I say, do you remember great-granddad? And she's like, yeah. She has a few bowls in her kitchen that were these wooden bowls that are from my grandma and granddad's house. And she says, they're they're great-granddads. So she remembers the concept, which is nice. But little things like that. It's just like, you're, so, you're not really my dad, I guess my mum would say. I mean, of course you are my dad and you are you resemble everything about my dad. Um, and, and I love right. you for being my dad. And I thank you for you being my dad when you were 100%. And I thank you for being my dad when you were 0%. Just the same as when I was a child and I was 0% of the woman who you love. Uh, I am, I, I was yeah. also loved by you. It's a journey of life. And it's actually quite a beautiful, beautiful thing. Like, can you imagine if we all grew old and didn't get old, but then one day someone pulls the plug, it'd be horrendous. It'd yeah. be like, you'd be walking around like, is it today? Is it tomorrow? 40 year old looking man. You're actually 50, you're like 80, but you look like you're 40 and all of a sudden zoom.
0: Yeah, gone. Yeah.
1: That'd be horrible. And there'd be no way to get over that. Um, I think it is a really interesting thing though morning um and I think I remember there's a black mirror episode where uh you can sort of reincarnate your 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 loved one and live with them and there are apps that are starting to do that where they'll like text you um and stuff like that and I have to say as much as 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 much as there are bridges that or gaps that technology can aim to bridge I think that death is very much one that is perfectly designed uh, and love and relationships are all matched with it nicely. Um, Having said that, if you do lose someone unexpectedly, I think that's horrendous and there isn't really any solving for that. Yeah. Have you watched the Ricky Gervais Afterlife
0: thingy? I've watched all of his stuff.
1: So the most recent ones where he loses his wife and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the depiction of the life that no one wants to live. Yeah. Uh, but people do live it and no one talks about it. Yeah. And it's just like me and you right now, you know, we think we'll live forever. When you're in class at school, there's what, 30 of you? How many of you are going to end up with this? How many of you are going to end up with this? Yeah. Which are the lucky six that are going to live until they're 80? Exactly, you know, yeah. yeah. But but you will feel like you're that one. Um and of course you do that, and that's a good thing. So at least you can experience life. You have to live life to the fullest. But do we? We sit there every day, wanking around, doing nothing, you know? It's a hard one. Death's coming, and no one looks it in the face.
0: And, well, yeah, no one looks it in the face. I think... But how can you? Oh, wake up. I'm going to die soon. Fuck. Yeah. I think there is some benefit to at at least acknowledging that it it's inevitable um and it's so in our household um we're not really scared to talk about death maybe that's just us um Creating a sh- charade of, over our actual feelings for death, um, but it's kind of people. You know, the, the young people like to say, "Oh, you know, normalise this, normalise that." We've kind of normalised dying in a way, which I I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it, it at least at least the two people know that it's definitely inevitable that people die. It's just a matter of when. Um, And hopefully people, your parents, your your children are going to outlive you, uh, ideally. And you will outlive your parents. Um, I think there's just something, there's definitely something poetic, as you say, poetic about... The, the, the journey of 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 life and maybe i didn't i didn't see it as that as you know as my parents get older they will you know they they may end up deteriorating a bit and that's that's one of the last chapters of their life and that will assist in the mourning of of their death
1: yeah but one of the i don't think it's cringy but i guess i can say it's cringy but like we live on through each other. Um, like I see bits of everyone that I miss in me every day. Not every day, I don't wake up and think, ah, oh, I like Coca Pops, so did my granddad. Um, but I do, I do feel it. Um, and you think about them, and not only do you have to think about them in the present and the future, but in the past when they were there they define the world around you. They mm. had an impact. Yeah. Um, you know. And as long as they do have an impact, I think it's even worse. Well, it's not worse, but it's worse to not leave an impact. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you before I was going to ask, how would you like to die? Was how would you like to be remembered after you die? But I think it's very much the same thing. Mm. It's kind of like, well, the memory, it should transcend, travel through, live with other people, Um and, and the memories and things like that. Um, and I, I do worry that it's going to be really, really fucking hard for humans to decide. I keep going back to technology, but there will be a chance where, you know, one day I'll be able to keep a little miniature thing of my granddad in my pocket, whip him out, say, hi, granddad, you're still here. Um, what do you think about this? I just really wanted to talk to you today. I think they'll probably come to that point. But I hope that we realise that that's not actually what we want. No. But I don't think we will as humans, because there are lots of technologies that we drive towards that probably aren't what we want. Um, you know, there's loads of them. There's loads of them. Like, people are addicted to this, that and the other. Um, and and they they don't really want these things. I mean, like, I hate to go down the old porn route, but I do wonder sometimes, like, how different the world would be without porn. I know that's a weird one to bring up, but, like, I think that especially now with with everyone growing up and having access to the internet, like, so back in the old days, you'd have a little Baywatch magazine or whatever, or a little poster stuffed under the bed. That was as good as it got. Not only that, the imagination was where it was at. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do anything in that bad boy. No one's even going to know. There's no browser history on that bad thing. <laughs> um, but now it's all out there and it's all so accessible. And it's like, I think it has a real struggle in people's relationships as well. And I think it was only when I was like, I think it was like halfway through university where like, here we go, is my relationship with porn chaps where I realised that I was just like (sighs) scrolling through, scrolling through, and this just – it wasn't it. Like, it wasn't it. Like, Mm. it just kind of – just couldn't find that video. And then, like, it kind of dawned on me. It's like, okay. And I had a while off, had a while off. Dude, sex was brilliant. It was great. It was like this occasional – like, can you imagine back in the day where it's like they probably had sex, like, what – they spent their whole life and they go to a dance when they were, like, 24 and finally find a woman. Oh, should we get married? Yeah, another year and a half later. Boom, it's in. And it's amazing. Wow, this is what we waited for. Hum, ding. Let's do this for the rest of our lives and love each other. Yeah. Like, brilliant. And we don't protect that, you know. Got all these music videos of everyone twerking. Like, what does an ass cheek even mean to you now? It's just a fucking ball of fat that gets shoved in your face on every propaganda and every media outlet there is. It's, it's changing a lot of things. And I'm not saying porn's ruining the world. I'm not saying it's our biggest problem. I'm saying that porn is a good example of the fact of humans as a society not realizing that there's some things that we don't actually want, you know. And I hope that over the next few years, you know, there needs to be an ethics committee that freaking decides this shit. But how do you do that? Wait a
0: minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you, you're, all, it's all well and good having an ethics committee on what we should and shouldn't have with technology, but it's not okay for um, people to decide shopping what's baskets. in the shopping basket. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
1: that's what I'm saying. I, I did. I think I, I can't remember what I just said, but I think at the end of it, I could it with, "But we can't have that." Um, I I guess that's the biggest struggle with humanity is we can't have a joint consensus on anything. And that's why I go back to Plato, but he um, or Socrates, one of them, let's just imagine they're the same person. Uh, They said that the people who should be deciding government issues and things like that should be philosophers because philosophers as a group they live outside of the remit of society in the sense that their purpose is to acquire knowledge and to develop the thought of knowledge um, for the benefit of knowledge itself and mm. knowledge sharing. Yeah. So, you know, if you can have a government, you need an entity that can can do something outside of of the of the spectrum because you're, if you're a part of it, just like we've had this week with all the conservative government in the UK finding out that. You know, they make millions of pounds out of the different deals that they do and all this crap. It just doesn't work because they're voting for their favour. Um, I think, I can't remember who said this, but I remember hearing that the best way to choose um, a politician like a, a prime minister is to walk into a room and, and say, who wants to be a prime minister? The person who doesn't put up their hand, you go, you, you're doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're fucked, honestly we're so fucked I've said the walls are closing in but we are so fucked if we can't figure out a way to just steer things in a more spiritually or enlightening path moving forwards which is a Mm. massive deviation from talking about how we want to die
0: and with that I think we'll take a short break I need to refill some water Right. um maybe Uh, urinate again I'll have a three minute one alright